Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, I hope this is a trend that lasts for a while. Carlos Correa picking up big hits for the Twins like he did yesterday afternoon. He's really been good for about a week now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just looks, I don't know, I, usually you can tell why a player's in a, in a slump. He just looked complete as lost as I've ever seen him. And then he turned it right about the time when I was thinking, okay, they got fired the hitting coach and uh, take Carlos into therapy. All of a sudden, he turned it around, and not coincidentally, everybody else settled down and started taking better at-bats. I actually think Kirilov and Royce Lewis have been taking good at-bats all along. Mm-hmm. Correa was kind of you know, symbolic of all the, uh, of all the, the veteran hitters who were performing poorly. So now they get Correa going. They get Kirilov going. Royce is still producing. Um, you know, they get Buxton healthy. He's in the lineup today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Solano's actually been really good lately. Uh, you know, now it starts to look a little bit more like a real lineup. And they are, you know, they really should have swept the Rays. They should be on like a five-game winning streak at this point. But four out of five ain't bad. Yeah, playing well right now. Back above 500 by a couple of games. Still in first place uh, in the division. Sonny Gray on the hill tonight. He continues to pitch while he's just not getting rewarded with many wins. No, he's not. Uh, he has pitched exceptionally well this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only concern I have about him is he's a smart guy and he's a proven uh, commodity. My only concern about him is that I've seen Rocco take him out in a season where Rocco's letting people pitch deep. I've seen him. I've seen Rocco take him out probably before he really needed to be out in terms of pitch count. And I just wonder if uh, if he's dealing a little soreness or something. It feels like Rocco is protecting him right now. Mm. And we know that that's not what Gray wants. So if that's going on, yeah, there, there could certainly be a little something they're not telling us about then. Yes, uh, we'll see. Um, and you know what? Pitchers do go through dead arm periods during the season. They do have, you know, they do deal with some stuff here and there. And, some, and sometimes we don't know about it until the next year. That might be what's happening with him. Yeah, that's certainly a, a possibility. Uh, Buxton back in the lineup today, so a, a minimum stay on the injured list uh, for Byron Buxton, which is, is good news, but they need him to start hitting now, too, not just, you know, be in the lineup. Yeah, he, you know, early in the season, he went, he was healthy, and he was raking, and he actually started to like the end of the age. Uh, but, it, but you know what? If he's going to be just a DH, and it looks like for right now that's where he's going to be, they need him to be a really good DH. Yeah. You know, <laughs> otherwise, I mean, uh, I still want to see him in center field. I'm not sure that's on the table anymore, at least in the near future. But if he's going to be a DH, then he better uh, produce power. He better run the bases like a, a maniac. He better produce. Uh, he better produce wins from that position. They need more than what they've gotten from him so far. That's for sure. He continues yep. to to struggle with uh, strike zone discipline. Yep, and I mean that's it, it's not an easy thing to do. It's not yep. an easy thing to do to manage the strike zone. You're facing incredible velocity and spin rates and hitting's hard. Mm-hmm. But your best hitters have to be able to do it. And when and Buxton really his entire career could be summed up in that way. He's you know he's a known commodity as a fielder. He's one of the fastest players in recent baseball history. Uh, he's developed basic skilling, skilling, stealing skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he doesn't hit, then he's just he's then they made a mistake signing. You know, and I've always been a Buxton supporter. Yep. Uh, but he's got to produce, and he only and he can't. You know, nobody can survive swinging at pitches out of the strike zone. You know, every once in a while, maybe. Not as a uh, an every at bat discipline. He's got to, and when he swings at pitches in the strike zone, when he swings at 
hitters pitches to the pitters pitches, the talent shines through. But nobody hits when they swing at sliders in the dirt. Yeah. Uh, four games against the Tigers. You know, there's all this chatter in the national baseball world about, well, it's such a weak division. Uh, that may be true. But the Twins haven't played that many games in their division. So a chance to maybe make a little hay here when they start getting more divisional games. Uh, you know, there are just certain things that get on the radar of Minnesota sports fans and they get passed around and legitimized and repeated over and over and over. It, it really reminds me of people complaining about the weather. It's like, well, we need to talk about something. We can talk about this. We can complain about this. Uh, I, I, I just think that everybody, everybody complains about the Twins being a weaker division mm. needs to go back and erase the 1987 World Championship and never celebrate it, pretend it didn't happen, ridicule that team for being in a bad division because that team was in a terrible division. Yeah. That team won 85 games and won the division going away. And that was a large division. That was a Western, Conference, a Western yeah. division. Um, so if you don't like the Twins winning in a bad division, then then never celebrate the 87 championship again because that was a mediocre regular season team. And 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 actually they, you know they've played well against the better teams in baseball. I mean they won a series yeah. against the Yankees, say the season series. They won season series with the Houston Astros too. It's just they've let a few get away against some other teams. Yeah, and they won two out of three in Toronto. And yeah. even though they should have won even though they should have swept it, but you still playing good baseball when you beat that team at that place. Uh, so I think we've seen that this team has high capabilities when they're relatively healthy. The rotation is good enough. They're getting Maeda back here soon. They're getting Buxton back now. They've got Gallo back. Royce Lewis is in the big leagues. You know, I, listen, there's always going to be something to pick on. I certainly would rather see uh, Walner in the big leagues than you know than Kepler. Uh, I would rather see Jeffers getting more at bats than Vasquez. I mean, there are always going to be those things you can pick on. But in general. I think you're seeing a team that is capable of being very good, that has gotten healthy, in the middle of a homestand that might give them some separation with the rest of the division. And you know what? If they win like 88, 90 games, and the rest of the division just isn't any good, that's not their fault. Right. Yeah, and, and uh, puts them in the playoffs as a division-winning seed uh, nonetheless, whether their division is good or not. Uh, yeah. Kirk Cousins spoke with the media yesterday. Uh, the most interesting thing for me uh, was that he said, well, we'll resume contract negotiations next offseason. So is that just kind of saying, you know, what does that really mean? I, I, you know, does it mean they will or, or he's just kind of saying that so he keeps getting asked about it? No, I think that's exactly what the deal is here. Okay. Uh, the, the Vikings could have found a way to sign Cousins long term if they had really wanted to. Mm-hmm. The problem is that Cousins camp. You know, is going to base any all negotiations off Daniel Jones's contract, which is ridiculous. And if you're going to do that, then you have to pay Cousins fifty million dollars a year. They don't want to pay Kirk Cousins fifty million dollars a year, and so they they basically didn't, you know, they didn't have any real negotiations with them this year. Which does mean that next year is the, is crunch time. Next year they have to decide. They either have to decide to sign him long term or to let him let him walk. Uh, so it will be very interesting next year. I, and you know. He says he wants to stay here. Um, they say they like him, but we won't really know until he gets out of real negotiations. Right? Is he? Could they uh, franchise tag Cousins next year, or or is that not even eligible for them? No, oh, that's a good question. I have not looked up that possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have to check that out because that, you know that would be another way for them to kick the kick the can down the road and look for a successor. But uh, all I know is that this this off season. I have heard nothing from people I know who in the Vikings organization or people who cover the Vikings organization to indicate that they wanted to get a deal done with Cousins mm-hmm. now. In fact, I had some people tell me that they wanted Cousins to – I almost wanted him 
to be looking at the market and realizing there aren't many teams that are going to pay him what he wants. Right. I, I thought I had heard that you could tag a player twice, but I don't know if that started over once he moved to a different team because Washington tagged him twice. So I knew they couldn't right. do it a third time, but I wasn't sure if that would, if a new team would get another chance to tag him or not. That's uh, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm just not sure. It's a really good question. I'll try to remember to look that up because I'm not sure the answer. Anything else come out of the uh, mini camp that uh, interested you? Anybody uh, say anything that you found interesting? It is just interesting that Jefferson shows up when he doesn't have – he could certainly have held out, mm-hmm. and he could, certainly could have done less work while he was there, and he showed up and ran a lot of routes and did a lot of work, and it certainly sounds from both sides that the deal will get done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very interesting that in the same camp, Hunter didn't show up, and they didn't say anything similar about Hunter that they said about Jefferson. So I think there is some ten- some real tension there, mm-hmm. um, and and it's going to be probably going to be tough negotiation because – well, I'll say this. Hunter probably wants to be paid like a superstar. Jeff Diamond, the former Vikings general manager I do a podcast with, was saying this morning on our podcast that he thinks there's an easy deal to be done. Uh-huh. You just you know, you just pay him a little bit more than some of the guys like Kilimacko have gotten big deals, mm-hmm. and you structure it in a way that doesn't kill you in the cap. He thinks there's an easy way to get the deal done, and he thinks it's really intriguing that it doesn't look like they are that close on that kind of a deal. Interesting. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns asked on Patrick Beverly's podcast uh, what he thought about being mentioned in trade rumors. And he said, future-wise, I see everyone trying to sell my house but me. Uh, how do guys handle trade rumors uh, like this? Because Towns' name is being brought up. Uh, I, I don't know. Do they take it seriously or don't they? I will say that agents tend to be really wired in with team executives, with media sources with sources and other agencies, they tend to have a pretty good idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think what they know, no matter what gets thrown out there in, in you know, the less responsible media entities, they know that the Wolves aren't trying to trade them. Yeah. And, I mean, Connolly's old team, it was built on stability and slow development and being loyal to your coach and all this. They just won a championship and won it easy. Uh, Connolly's personality is to Try to build with talent you have. Try to make it work. We still didn't get to see Gobert and Towns play that much together last year. They ended the year strong. I, I just listen. I can't. I can't guarantee anything, and you never know. Maybe somebody would actually blow them away with a trade offer. Mm-hmm. From what I know right now, I don't think Towns is getting traded. And I think Towns thinks Towns is not getting traded. Jim, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Great, thanks, Todd. Live at Five Sports at Todd and Sue Ann, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.